Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Ooh, well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. If one of us is a bit grumpy, you can understand after what happened Monday night in Pittsburgh. Welcome. It is the I Want Your Flex podcast. Get Mike Harmon on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Pyre on Fox. Steelers wrap up week nine with a win against the Chicago Bears. In let's just say some controversial fashion, in controversial fashion, Mike, the 
Bears with the hip check heard round the Windy City, courtesy of Tony Carrenti to Cassius Marsh. Of course, then after that, the taunting penalty. And it wasn't just that. There were a lot of calls on Monday night that have to have Bears fans just at their wits' end. What is pass interference? Why does taunting exist? Dan, why can I get called for taunting doing a nice spin judo kick in the middle of the field and doing a stare down like, yeah, look at me. Whereas if I intercept you and I'm down on the 42-yard line, me and 10 of my closest buddies, i.e. the rest of my defense, we can run all the way down to the end zone, pose for pictures, do whatever jackassery we want to do, and then come back for the next play and nobody cares. Like, <laughs> what, what, what am I missing? Uh, but in the end, you know, you can't have the number of penalties and again some of them are interesting and you know we could chop it up if we wanted to do uh, video segments and I could pull out the telestrator in the whole nine yards to ask why but lining up in the neutral zone several times in the final two minutes of a, a game you know there's no excuse for that uh, playing as poorly as you do you know penalties coming out of timeouts all of that in the first half Bears made adjustments at halftime, played well second half, get a bunch of big plays. Justin Fields, actually letting him be Justin Fields, uh, making some plays, and he finishes as a top 10 fantasy quarterback for week nine. But the rest of the uh, game, just head-scratching, Dan. The offsides thing, Cleveland had troubles with that, with Cincinnati, with like the like clownies lining up offsides and in their week nine matchup, I don't know. Maybe this is this is hit the NFL. Is that where, a point of emphasis this yeah, week? <laughs> a point of emphasis to nail guys. It could be. It very well. You know could what I mean? Be. It's like all of a sudden you see these big calls. Like you never call this. What yeah. are you doing? And the Browns had like three of them as well. Like it wasn't it wasn't just like once or twice. And and even Nance and Romo made made a joke uh, about it at some point. You got to know where you're you're lined up. I would say though, and, and this is a bit of my takeaway. And even as a as a Bears fan, I would have to think, yeah, you lost the game, but there have to be some positives coming out of what the offense is, not only with the obvious uh, growth of Justin Fields that that we saw in the game against the Steelers on Monday, but also now David Montgomery's back. Cole Komet had a nice game. Like, there have got to be some positives that you can take from it, right? No, absolutely. And, and Cole Komet, I think, is a big one. I was going back and forth with uh, some Bears fans before the the game going, this he has to be involved, right? I go, well, if he's not, we'll get the usual, yeah, that's on me. I got to I got to get Cole involved speech that Nagy's given since he was drafted. Uh, And tonight, uh, actually Monday night, whatever time you're listening to this and, you know, I get my time zones and well, coffee intake screwed up. But as Cole Komet got involved, creating space, you had some interesting three tight end sets for the Bears. Some of the early decision making curious, but again, Fields finding Allen Robinson late finding that and threading the ball to Darnell Mooney showed good hand and body control in the end zone to finish that play, uh, the rollouts. Look, he needs to slide and be more definitive on his slides or he's going to end up getting jacked up a lot. Like we saw several uh, big hits that he took that were really unnecessary. A couple along the sideline and certainly a couple. Uh, there was one in particular where he flushed out said, okay, I'm going to run. And then there were two Steelers defenders and, 
and still started to run towards them before deciding, no, this is a bad move, uh, and got down late and still took a shot to the shoulder because of it. So, you know, those things are, are learning and pieces in progress. But like you say, the return of Montgomery is huge. Uh, my kingdom for the return of Tariq Cohen, I think this offense would look a lot different. Uh, if he were available, uh, has missed the whole season to this point. But the return of Montgomery is encouraging. Not that Herbert hadn't run well in his stead, but you know you're seeing the offense, especially after the first half of uh, T.J. Watt being on top of Justin Fields as though he were an overcoat. That they started to move the pocket, get him outside, get him a little bit of time. So good learnings for weeks to come and. Well, fortunately for them, they have a whole extra week because they're on bye in Week 10. You know, the, the the point about Justin Fields, and we've talked about him on this podcast before, I just and, – and I always felt that because because I am an Ohio State fan that that I, it would be looked at as, as a bias towards Justin Fields for those that, that were critical. I'm not saying that he was he was perfect – but it was even Mike. It was even before that. Like when you think of who Justin Fields was, coming from high school, as as highly touted, and I feel like I'm having the same conversation as I had with you like a month ago. There just to to me there was just so much talent there, and to see the growth that he made, not only going from high school to Georgia, but just even from his freshman season, it was better than his second season at Ohio State. But the second season was also a COVID season, and there was the Big Ten didn't know if they were going to play, not going to play. There were a lot a lot of mm-hmm. things like up in the air, and I just I I felt like his talent was so obscene that it was going to come out at some point, and I was very happy to see it. I mean, the pass that he threw to Allen Robinson, I, I mean, on that on that fade route was, I mean, spectacular. The one that he hit Mooney on on the move, like it's all there. And and I don't want to sit there and harp on the people who are late to the party, but I do want to harp on the people who said like he doesn't have it. And I think this is something we've got to be very very careful about when we talk about quarterbacks and how they mature because it's. You always want to be the first to say this guy's going to do it and this guy's not going to do it. And in these situations, I just don't think it's very smart, especially when guys are just in their rookie years or playing their third, fourth, or fifth games. His talent was going to finally show out, and it finally did on Monday night. Well, like anything, though, Dan, every time we we have quarterbacks come in, and regardless of what their base skill set is, right, this guy stands in the pocket tall and 6'4", or whatever else, whatever the old prototypes used to be uh, versus the changing game. Like, a lot of the throws fields, making if you talk to anybody that coaches you know our our friends you know LeVar Arrington Bucky Brooks guys that are coaching kids at high school or or younger uh and and helping out what they they talk about the game and quarterbacks and the throws that they make in seven on seven and in flag football and all these things as they're learning those are part of the game of quarterbacks in 2021 so if you've got a quarterback that excels like Dale can do it to a degree, right? Even go back and watch tape on the Mm -hmm. much maligned Mitch Trubisky. He could make that throw. But like with Justin Fields, you know that that's a part of his game, right? Cannon of an arm, get him to the outside, let things develop a bit. And while he's on the move, he can deliver an accurate ball especially behind this Bears offensive line, why that wasn't from day one part of the plan. And we can argue about whether Andy Dalton should have ever seen the field. I still believe if you're 
coming off of a playoff appearance and you hire this guy in and you've got a, a defense that should get the job done, a solid running game when Montgomery was healthy to start the season, etc., that you were going to manage games. They weren't going to be pretty. They're not going to be a lot of explosive plays. But with Dalton, that was the avenue they were starting to go down with Fields learning in the background. And then Dalton gets hurt, so it accelerates things. Problem is, you've now got a guy who plays much differently than Andy Dalton does. So that game has to adapt, your play calling and everything else. And I think Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor and company, uh, adjusting on the fly, and Matt Nagy not being there because of COVID in, in week eight – kind of help to accelerate things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, not that it's not an attempt to bury Nagy. I've got issues, you know, for several years of play calls down distance situational things that make you scratch your head, but we can do that with every coach. But for Justin Fields over the last 8 quarters of football, it's not all pretty and it's not going to be because you don't have the elite talent of, all right, here's three wide receivers or two wide receivers and a tight end that are going to allow him to come in and just wing the ball around. That's not the case, right? The the points are hard fought each and every week, but you're starting to see the explosiveness, to your point, of Ohio State and his growth of what the guy can be. So the hot take nonsense that we get into with young quarterbacks is just infuriating. Like, you have no idea. Schedule two to three weeks of play, and you're going to make a snap judgment on a guy? We could say in that game he didn't look good, but to categorically dismiss a guy off the jump, and especially a guy with with the pedigree of what Fields comes with, is just silly to me. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. 
Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's move on to uh, to other matters, and we can keep the Bears theme because I guess I kind of took the easy way out in doing the report cards from our last podcast. In my give me one reason to start and bench, I told you to bench Khalil Herbert. You said, yeah, look out, David Montgomery, practicing likely going to come off the IR, and he did. So Khalil Herbert was not a factor, but you know what? I'm going to take the win anyway because like much of the NFL in Week 9, it was a rough one otherwise. I told you to start. Jalen Waddle of the Dolphins against the uh, Houston Texans. PPR leagues helped you out a bit. Eight catches, 83 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, though. Three-point conversion. Kind of swung and missed on Stephon Diggs. Thought he was going to have a much bigger day. Only six catches for 85 yards. Thought Mike Williams was going to have a day. He had two catches for 58 yards. And my points up a snooze was one for a while, but when you have a 9-6 game in the NFL, nothing is going to compare. I had the Falcons and Saints as a contest. Falcons, I still don't know who they are at 4-4, four and four, but Matt Ryan was over 340 yards for the Saints. Alvin Kamara got into the end zone, so there were points to be had. So I struck out like much of the NFL did in Week 9. What a weird week, though, Dan. Right, the the Monday night game because of the Tony Carrenti pe- taunting penalty and all of that, and we can argue about its place in the game. Uh, there was excitement, there was confusion, but the team that was favored actually won, as opposed to what happened all throughout the day mm-hmm. on Sunday, which seemingly right. You mentioned the the Bills Jaguars game. I I would love to know anybody that in a crystal ball had any inkling that that was going to be it. No matter how much you think, hey, the Jaguars play hard, they're professionals, etc. Just um, 
bloodbath uh, across fantasy leagues. See a lot of low point totals here. Uh, and in the guillotine leagues, as you and I talk about our guillotine leagues, you know, uh, our, our guy Michael Fabiano uh, went out because of the ineffic- inefficiency and ineffectiveness and the no-show effort of the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. against a Denver team that was left for dead until they weren't. They rose up like the Undertaker who was in attendance, Dan. I like that. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> the one I'm going to hang my hat on from the three-point conversion uh, was the Hunter Renfro saying we're hunting for wins. Uh, seven tar- uh, receptions, nine targets, only 49 yards, but he found that early touchdown. So when he scored, I spiked it too. Just saying, all right, I got one right because the rest of the world was burning around me uh, in terms of predictions that went wrong. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson did his thing. Carson Wentz, we go back to Thursday night, had a big game. Kirk Cousins against Baltimore still finishes number seven for the day. Why? Because of the rushing touchdown, 187-2. and two. No, not overwhelming statistics, but you pile up three touchdowns, you get it done. Things that went wrong at that position. Tannehill finished 16th, just 143 passing yards, but they got the victory, so that's all that matters, right? Uh, Mahomes down at 19th against Green Bay. They got the W. Like if we want to bleed it into regular football talk, but you know that's one of those where you're yelling, it's broke, it's broke. Like when Derek Carr got hurt all those years ago. Why? Because he finished 20th, too, uh, going up against the Giants, 296 and 1, uh, and the fumble loss. So a rough day for him. Running backs, a lot of the usual suspects up along the top. Uh, a breakthrough for Naheem Hines. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Miles Gaskin got into the end zone, gave you 57 total yards, but with those six receptions, might have given you some love there, Dan. And Christian McCaffrey just gave you a number 15. So it, all in all, just an ebb and flow of, uh, I don't know, Pepto-Bismol Sunday, I think, was what we'd call it for week nine. Well, if you needed a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, our executive producer of this podcast may need to because he continues on the tightrope of streaming defenses in the National Football League. And on the last podcast, we did not know who Ryan Bershinger was going to stream as his defense in Week 9 and come to find out that Ryan is in a variety of different leagues and not only streams one defense, but will stream three different defenses like he did in Week 9. Ryan Bershinger, lay on us the defenses that you were able to stream as this all started when Ryan started. Who was it? It was the Bengals against the Jets. Was that the defense? I streamed the Jets against the Patriots. Oh, that, that's what it was. Yes. It was the yes. Jets against the Patriots, yes. and they gave you negative 11. That's correct. Okay, I knew the Jets were involved in of some course. way, but I couldn't remember exactly on if it was the team. But, yeah, that was the 54-pointer. Mm-hmm. That's how this all started. Did you stream the Bengals the next week against the Jets? I did, yes. And then they gave you, like, negative one, right? Right. Or something like yes. that? Yeah. All right. So we are we are on a string here. Mike Bershinger streamed three different All defenses right. in three different leagues. Lay it on us, Bersh. Who did you stream in week nine? Well, the important thing is uh, I don't learn my lesson. So I did stream the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> against the New York Jets. And, of course, uh, because any quarterback who is not Zach Wilson – uh, goes off against these defenses. Yeah. The, the Colts gave me negative two points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's so bad because honestly, any te- any other team, you know, like they put they had to put their third string quarterback in. Yeah. Like it's an absolute field day, right. and not only that is you had a chance to sit there and watch it because mm-hmm. it wasn't a one o'clock Eastern time kick. It's sitting there in that Thursday night window, so you could see Josh Johnson just throwing it all over the field <laughs> and watching your points go into the negative, into the negative space. That is amazing. Do you want to read some of the text that Ryan sent us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we have the explicit uh, <laughs> tag on this podcast? It's still yet? a family <laughs> podcast. It's still a family podcast. Uh, um, I did also. Uh, I lost that game by three points. Something. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I had the second highest score of the league in 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 that week as well. So that's good. Uh, in my in my other games, I streamed the Dallas Cowboys against the Denver Broncos, <laughs> which uh, gave me a, a flat zero. So. Uh, could have just streamed uh, the Buccaneers. They were on by. So. Uh, and uh, I, I did stream the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Bears. And they gave me four points. But I, I got to do the, uh, the the old Monday night power move with that one where I was up by 10 uh, going into the Monday night game. So I pulled my defense because I have, in fact, as we know, played a defense with negative 11 before. So because of that, I have a little bit of trauma there. I just sat comfortably with my 10 points. You know victory. what? I, I, I'm trying to figure this out from a philosophical standpoint verse stay stay with us is whether you should be allowed to do that right you know to be able to vacate a position on your team because there are some leagues where if you don't start an active starting lineup your score doesn't count and mm-hmm. you just take a zero that's yeah i i actually was going to bring it up it's like is it is it just morally corrupt or should there be something done about it <laughs> he in called our, you morally bankrupt in, in, i mean corrupt <laughs> in the in the league that i've been in for 24 years now we had a rule where if you left a guy in your lineup, you owed ten bucks. Oh, nice. The pro- yeah. The problem is, just nobody collected because ah, guys live yeah. all in different places. They don't get together, so it was never a really deterrent. And it's just your buddies and 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 the the good part about it is it happened. I don't know, maybe maybe once a year it it, it happened with like you know for one week. But to to Mike's point of yeah, it's. The the actual act of doing it, did it feel dirty, Bershinger, when you did it? Or did it feel like you were locking up the win? Was there, like, relief? Because I would think that there would have to be some guilt. Yeah, I mean, was that a kneel-down situation, like an NFL game? Yeah, yeah, I, I treat it like Was it someone down. that you hate that works with, among <laughs> us here at Fox Sports Radio? Uh, no, not this time. But, uh, no, I've, I've <laughs> not, done not this. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, it's more common. I'll, I'll, I'll do it if I'm, like, up by one or two, typically. Um, it, because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, actually, like, if you're up by double digits going into Monday night, you really should keep guys in because for tiebreakers uh, in, in terms of postseason standings and whatnot, like, total points do matter eventually. So, um, but from a moral standpoint, I understand that. And if I was in a league that did impose those sorts of rules, I wouldn't push back on it. I would follow gladly. But because those rules are not enforced, uh, I, I have no moral issue. You, with you know what I equate it to? Yes. Running out the clock in Madden when you're playing a buddy <laughs> with like four and a half minutes to go when you're playing five minute quarters, <laughs> you know, because when you only play five minute quarters, the time, you know, who's going to play 15 minute quarters when it takes two hours to finish a game. And and mind you, I haven't gotten the new Madden games, but I know five or six minute quarters usually is, you know, good, good, good test, but you could run down the clock 
just because the quarter is only five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would be always be the dilemma when we would play, like, you're really going to run down the clock when we're playing head-to-head. Like, that's... That's where that's where I think the the you know the morality police have to come in on this. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine in, in a league uh, playing back home, and had needed big nights from Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, which didn't didn't happen obviously, but didn't notice that until very early this morning, Jason Myers was still in the lineup of the opponent, and this is a league that does have the rule, but Boswell was available. Oh, okay. Did they didn't notice it in time to grab Boswell and play defense to force the zero. So the opponent either got tipped off or got wise, went and made the move, picked up Boswell, so added to the margin of victory. But it was just one of those moments like, damn, I could have screwed that guy over. But like, yeah. say, say ah, you got Myers. You scored 140 points, but you left that slot blank, so you lose. <laughs> Suck it, buddy. Well, you that would have just... been the highest scoring total, and before the Boswell points, like even if there was a zero for sure. Myers, but based on their rules, the score wouldn't count, and it was pretty funny. Oh, that would have been that. That would have been great. You know what just dawned on me is when you mentioned the Boswell pickup that somebody probably lost their game on that 65-yard field goal attempt. Yeah. Like there's, there was no way that thing was even going to be but close. Not in Pittsburgh. No, no. never. And oh. Santos lost a 40, 40 straight make streak on that. Yeah, I was I was Damn shocked. <laughs> I was shocked when when he kicked it. And by the way, did any of you guys think it hit the crossbar? When it first was shown? Yeah. yeah. There, there was a moment where it's like, can I see that from another angle? Like the way yeah. it's bouncing around. I'm like, because it disappears for a second. It's like, did it hit? Did it? Like, what happened? Like, I think for a millisecond, because Steve Levy called it as off the crossfire. And little did he know it was off the bottom of the, you know, T in Pittsburgh, the second T in Pittsburgh, because that's where about it landed midway in the end zone and then was able to bounce through like a kickoff. But man, imagine you're up by 0.5 and you have negative points for missed field goals. And Nagy trots out Santos for the oh my goodness that would that would be atrocious. Now if you're playing Cairo Santos, it, to Mike's point though, he had been really good. You know, it just I'm, I'm sure in the fantasy stories it had to have happened somewhere. Last well, think time. about it. Just the number of weird long field goals we've seen throughout the the year. Even Boswell lining up as he did today. That's that's far beyond what you're normally doing at Heinz Field. Yeah. So I guess you tried to go super toe and hit Santos on top of the head as hard as you can, much like uh, Oakland did with Sebastian Janikowski all those years. Like, he's coming out for a 63-yarder. Come on, what are we doing to the poor guy? Same thing here with Santos. Like I, And I know the Hail Mary, and we did this debate, Smith and I, uh, on our show, You know that you could basically drag all the wide receivers to the turf and lay on them, and they're not calling a penalty yeah. anymore on Hail Mary. So I guess, you know, when when you're trying to do the coin flip, I still would have gone for the throw, but that's just me. Well, and, and here's the thing, and, and, and this is where I actually do think that this is interesting, and I know it's not fantasy talk. You're right about Pittsburgh. It's gotten a little bit easier to kick on the other end because it used to be really wide open. Mm-hmm. They've kind of closed that in a little bit at Heinz Field, but still, it's not an easy place to kick. It's also, what, day of the game is November 7th? So it's not like it's warm in September. And if Justin Tucker 
needs a bounce from the crossbar to hit a 66-yarder indoors in Detroit, there is no way Cairo Santos is hitting a 65-yarder at night in early November in Pittsburgh. Like it's just it's not happening. And that's like Matt Prater's 68-yarder against Jacksonville at the end of the half was so stupid by Cliff Kingsbury because it allowed Jacksonville a run back against the team. I still that decision. I love 60-yard field goal attempts, even if they're so ridiculous. But sometimes you kind of got to be like, all right, this is kind of absurd. Like Santos's attempt on Monday night is really just it had no chance and i don't know why you would go and think that that was an actual option for you it just it doesn't make if justin tucker again hits a crossbar on a 66 yarder indoors on turf and santos is one yard closer in pittsburgh on a november night no way not gonna happen yeah dad just going even through all of the stuff you know in, in that game you know lining up if i were to be doing a bears recap show uh the the biggest thing beyond the taunting and field goal and it's like why are we playing such soft defense in the final two minutes knowing a field goal could beat you i'll hang up and uh, let you and let you respond. Uh, you know, we, we were able to come full circle. It started with Bersinger's uh, streaming defense. It started with uh, us talking about Bear Steelers. Then we made it around to Bersinger's, and now we've made it back around to uh, kicking in Monday Night Football. Yeah. But uh, great conversation, Bersh. I cannot wait to see who you stream in week 10 because please let me know by the way so i can pick up the players on the other team and then i can play (laughs) them and maybe maybe get some points you can find ryan bershinger our executive producer on twitter at ryan bershinger this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, let's look at some of the storylines that took place in week nine that may translate into week 10. Buys, as Mike mentioned, Bears have a buy. Texans will have a buy. Bengals have a buy. So no Joe Mixon, no Jamar Chase. Giants have a buy. So no Devontae Booker, if you were uh, playing him with the Giants, by the way, rely a lot on at this point. But now heading into week 10, Mike, at the time of this recording, we don't know where Odell Beckham Jr. is going. There's talk about Seattle. But Seattle is is in, in my uh, I just for the simple fact of Russell Wilson coming back, not only being a Seahawks fan sitting there at three and five, somehow still in the playoff picture in the NFC. But now you've got Russell Wilson coming back, gives a boost to DK Metcalf, obviously gives a moose, uh, a boost to Tyler Lockett. There's still some serious question about Chris Carson's health. But now you maybe add OBJ to that and you bring Russell Wilson back. Seattle, very intriguing in my mind, entering Week 10. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Russell Wilson, I mean, coming back fast and and we talked about him being a fast healer, all of those things, what, whatever he's doing to get back on the field, uh, the game's the better for it. And we look for the schedule going forward. Hey, what do you know? Uh, they're playing the Packers uh, and then the Cardinals and then you got Washington. So those are the next three games before we hit the month of December. And, you know, as we speculate about Odell Beckham Jr., what, you had nine teams that had enough cap space. Now it becomes the question of do you play defense? And even if he doesn't want to come play for you, it's like, well, we've got his rights. So uh, Mm -hmm. see ya, Kansas City or whomever else. We're not going to let you potentially get right here. Look, Pete Carroll was cagey about it in terms of whether he'd have his guy back. But, you know, as much as he may bolster things if he fits in, depending on whether it's Seattle or whatever else, I mean, the biggest news is that you do get one of your top five quarterbacks in the game back on the field. And so if you've been holding on to those pass catchers in Seattle, uh, you're you're salivating at the opportunity. You, may, you probably got bounced if you were in guillotine leagues. Uh, because of things uh, sure. as they flowed, but you know you're you're hopeful based on the schedule because there are some soft spots uh, down the stretch that'll that'll give you an opportunity, particularly once you get to the playoffs for Russell Wilson. So uh, that that is certainly a big big boost because people I, I would be curious to see what the grid looked like of substitutes while Wilson was out. Well, there's you know the other the other thing about Seattle is. And we talked about this entering the season. 
they did not carry a lot of wide receivers. Right. They, they, I mean, D. Eskridge, who uh, has been in concussion protocol and has been out for a while, was their second-round pick. Uh, Freddie Swain was a guy that saw some time, but they only had four starting wide receivers on their opening day roster. So they weren't deep at that position. Now, if you do have Odell Beckham Jr. there, I, I it, it fits in more ways of just being, you know, good quarterback. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you would call that team a playoff contender. But again, at three and five, their logo is still in the graphic when you put up in the hunt in the in the NFC. And you mentioned some of the games that they have up. If they could go to Green Bay and win, it changes a lot of stuff. But I do think it's intriguing to see if OBJ is there. But, yeah, the Russell Wilson comeback is is going to be a savior for a lot of teams. That's my biggest storyline heading into Week 10. Yeah, because you also think about, as we sit here and we record, the expectation is that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing in Week 10. Right? At least... uh, if we That's to, what everybody says, but right. I don't think that there's any way that if he's available, they don't play him. No, no, but that, but that's yeah. the point, right? If available, right? It all comes now. We come down to the letter of the law, spirit of the law, and everything else in terms of protocols. Because even if he doesn't quote unquote practice with the team all week, you can't tell me that if he gets the second negative test and is able to hold up a piece of paper that says so that he's not on the field mm-hmm. when they break the first huddle. Yeah, I, I am in full agreement with you. But at least as we sit here, right, sure. it's, the timing of it says, well, could be problematic. Because one of the things from week nine, and this is the blend of fantasy and reality, is you had uh, a lot of the chaos came in the intra-conference games, right? Yep. So in terms of playoff seeding and whatever, yes, you lost, but did it really matter in the in terms of the conference saying no because they all lost and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on a bye week just sat and kind of laughed and watched as things unfolded uh Cleveland I I liked Aditi Kinkabwala's uh, report before the game one of the last things she said when Baker Mayfield was uh, arriving like the thousand yard stare kind of uh resolute look to what he had and he didn't have to have a monster game uh that run game will take care of business uh and nick chubb with derrick henry out making his claim to being uh elite uh at the top of the the board and hopefully you know you you found a way to succeed and uh just move on in what was a strange week we saw the tennessee titans I've heard such differing accounts, right? So I do the Sunday morning, you know, Fox Football Sunday with with Bucky Brooks, and I asked him just – we did probably a minute on that game, you know, timing, and we got into other discussions, Odell and so many other things. And I said, well, what's Adrian Peterson got left? And he just looked at me and goes, nothing. <laughs> he had 21 yards, and he scored the touchdown. Now, I heard you later in the afternoon uh, as you and George Reister were – trying to uh you know finish the show and and talk about the Sunday night football game and he went out and said he's a thousand yard rusher before it's done <laughs> one of those guys is going to be right and i i would argue more towards the bucky side uh but i'll 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 let you pick up cuz i only heard about a minute of that argument yeah no i think i think he'll be a thousand yard rusher if he plays 65 more games like that'll be <laughs> that'll be the no it's it he's an easy target uh, i mean just because of I, I mean it's another team and 
That's you know that's the other part about it. And listen, I don't, I don't begrudge a guy, and especially an athlete, for wanting to play as many years. And I mean, you know, squeeze as much pulp and juice out of that orange as you can. But it just was. I think it was a lot to ask. And I mean, you even saw Dante Foreman, who just had. I mean, he had he was in, kind of in the same situation as Peterson almost, Mike, and he looked like the, the better runner that yes. they had on Sunday night. So. That situation in Tennessee, maybe maybe there's opportunities. Maybe Peterson breaks a run here or there, but uh, I think it's yeah, it's just it's going to be tough sledding for anybody to to count on that, and especially replacing Henry. Yeah, I think the the only other thing that I want to note here was the you know just a, a little bit of consternation and hand wringing uh, when we start going through you know how games have flowed, say even for a winning squad like like the Chargers this week, right? They go on the road. They beat Philadelphia. We got more of Jordan Howard. We'll talk about him a little bit more in a minute. You had the nice dive by Devontae Smith to get into the end zone. But once again, Mike Williams, five targets, just two catches for 58 yards. And he is now a guy that goes into that great bucket of feast or famine. Mm. What are we going to get from him? Like, because it started out gangbusters and was starting to live up to the promise. I mean, he's been on everybody's ninja list probably three straight years going, all right, he's going to have the breakout. And it started to look like that was the case. And now we're going back to steady and reliable Keenan Allen uh, being the target and yardage leader seemingly on a weekly basis again. So uh, not quite what you'd hoped for after that first month, the falling back to earth. And, and even a guy now that it becomes a debate of whether he's even your third receiver, uh, active week to week just based on what his output has been. So from a the penthouse to the to the basement, I guess, would be how we'd describe that. And I, I think we could probably find five or six other guys if we really wanted to just start throwing names out and, and being all mean, you know, like Bershinger does with those defenses that fail him. <laughs> uh, but we won't do that for now. <laughs> Let's look at some waiver wire ads for week 10, an interesting week. And I always love to look back at our rundowns and what we said. And a week ago, I did have Pat Fryermuth written down yeah, in my notes. Did. Now, I don't recall if I said it on the podcast or not, but he did have two touchdowns on Monday uh, in there in that week nine win against the Bears. So I was I was happy with the Pat Fryermuth if you were looking at a play. But again, I don't even I can't even remember if I said it on the podcast or not. So I'm going to just quick throw out three names, Mike, just sure. so I know that they're they're out there. Christian Kirk in 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 our league was only owned by fifty percent of the teams. Yeah, and and there was an uptick of about fifteen sixteen percent. So entering this past week, when you didn't know DeAndre Hopkins' status, he was still there at around the forty you know forty percent ownership, and he ended up having a having a nice game against the Niners. Almost had a touchdown pass in part of that game. So Christian Kirk, I think, is a guy that you you want to put in. Brandon Bolden's the other guy, just because of Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris both got dinged up in that matchup against the uh, the Panthers on Sunday. So their status, just because of their concussions, could be uh, no pun intended 
their status is cloudy for Sunday's game against the Browns. I'm not trying to make a joke, but we just it's up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. That could be a possible play if you're looking at uh, backfield guys. And uh, Elijah Moore is a guy which I, I think you've even talked about on this podcast. I would think that if uh, if Thursday night didn't do it for you, then something's really wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, you're starting to look at the opportunities as he got healthy to break up. And it's funny, on my list, Christian Kirk, a guy that I've started uh, in at least one league every week of the season, 40 catches already, 545 yards, four touchdowns, and five or more targets, eight of nine games, even with Colt McCoy winging it around. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that effort and that running game uh, getting it going? So Eno Benj- Benjamin, a guy that we now have to uh, look at, right? That's just kind of fun uh, to talk about. Uh, Jordan Howard mentioned him before. Um, Elijah Moore with the Jets. I don't know. Eventually they go back to Zach Wilson. Does that mean the good times are over? Because I've argued with both Josh Johnson and with Mike White. Both guys have the, I only have this job for a minute, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to wing it around. Yeah. Right, it's kind of the um, Ryan Fitzpatrick philosophy that we've seen the last couple <laughs> sure. of years. Memory sure. of a cornerback. They want to take it away. I've, I've, I've lived my life, especially Josh Johnson. I mean, how many times did you see the transactions log of his career on social media, Dan, uh, last Thursday night against the Colts? Like, look at all the teams he's played for and the number of times he's been cut and signed. So opportunity there. But with more 230 yards on the year, 22 catches, two touchdowns, certainly worth a pickup. Uh, from the quarterback position, Carson Wentz only owned in 60% of leagues. He's still a guy that I do a little bit of hand-wringing. I just, what happened last year in Philly from all the reports, wasn't a huge fan. But you know what? That doesn't matter for fantasy purposes. 17 touchdowns, just three picks, uh, six straight multi-touchdown games, back-to-back three-touchdown games. Matt Ryan... Yep, let's fire him up against the Dallas secondary here. Why not? Multiple yeah. touchdowns in six of seven games, very quietly. Uh, is it sexy? No, but they got the win last minute against New Orleans. Only owned in about 55% of leagues. And if you're going to take Matt Ryan, well, let's get Russell Gage up while we've tried. And look, he's another hand-wringing kind of guy because he appears and disappears like a magician. Seven catches on eight targets, 64 yards. Dallas secondary coming up. Opportunity knocks while Calvin Ridley's still away. Uh, So perhaps opportunity. Uh, One that if you really have to throw up a Hail Mary, we saw him with a couple of long passes against the Bears on Monday night, Dan. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, those, to say they were frozen ropes would be um, me lying to people. It would like be, you know, well, I'm just going to leave it there. You know the joke that was going to flow off my tongue from there. Uh, but the Detroit Lions are on tap at home. I got to think the defense is able to terrorize Jared Goff a bit to give Roethlisberger short field. And like you mentioned with Fryermuth, now you've got a red zone guy that can make some plays. We've also talked Peoples Jones. We got Michael Gallup eventually coming back off injury. If nothing else, play defense because he's a big part of that offense. Uh, and the uh, aforementioned Dante Foreman, five carries for 29 yards. Is it a big play? No. But again, speculative play that he eventually wins out the lion's share of touches once they realize that Adrian Peterson is washed. Yeah, I don't think that Jeremy McNichols is – I know Vrabel, and they mentioned it on the Sunday Night Broadcast, said that they you know like to get him a little bit more involved. I just – from what we saw, I don't think that that is going to be much of their plan moving forward. So, yeah, there's 
It's going to be Foreman or it's going to be Peterson or it's going to be somebody else. Uh, or maybe the, maybe someone else comes off the scrappy. Hey, can I give you one more? Yeah, go ahead. Naheem Hines. Oh, sure. 65 touches, two touchdowns. You saw the sprint to daylight, even though he was carrying the football in his wrong arm uh, on that long run against the Jets. He held on, got that second arm over for the touchdown. But he's only owned in about half of leagues. And I know it's Jonathan Taylor's world, and we're just living at it. He and Nick Chubb dueling it out uh, for top back of the year now. Uh, But... Hines is a a good receiver out of the backfield, and I still think when you're looking at close to double-digit touches per game, worth a look-see in that flex spot. Well, Thursday night, Week 10, we'll start with the Ravens and Dolphins, and maybe that's a place where we could start as well, Mike, because of pickups and of guys that maybe you want to play. I am still not comfortable, no matter how much – we see Le'Veon Bell getting into the end zone or Devontae Freeman with 13 carries and 79 yards. I, It's just tough for me to do it, to pick one of them up and play. But maybe, maybe that's the play that you end up having to do if you're in a tight spot. Uh, you know, the Dolphins have their own problems, but... You're going to play Lamar Jackson, obviously, but just other than that backfield, Mike, I just have a I have a tough time pulling the trigger on on wanting to pick up Devontae Freeman or Le'Veon Bell, despite their performances that they had in Week Nine. As a guy who decided he was going all in on the fact that Baltimore likes to run the ball, especially after losing both Edwards and Dobbins before the season even began, Dan, uh, I am heavily invested in Devontae Freeman. Do I want to be? No. No, but un- unfortunately, fantasy football sometimes makes for strange bedfellows sure. uh, on your roster. And against Miami, we're looking at a squad that over the course of the year, they've given up 4.3 yards per carry and 999 rushing yards already. One of the worst defenses and really a d- disappointment. Like if we were to do the, you know, well, Dan Byer pyramid of disappointing teams, you do the dis- you do the. Well, the MVP pyramid yes. right now at Dan Byer on Fox. We tout that wherever we can because why we like to spur arguments uh, and debate. So we do that uh, at Dan Byer on Fox again. The, this week's coming up uh, on Wednesday, right? Wednesday, every Wednesday. And, and this pyramid is a mess after what happened in week nine. But. Oh, no, you're going to have to take a long walk on the beach or maybe <laughs> a couple extra holes on the golf golf course to think about this one, Dan. See what I did? I gave you an excuse to go wander a golf course even more to ponder your MVP rankings. Uh, but it, it's the thing where, we, you know, if we're looking at disappointments. Miami's certainly there. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, quarterback week nine. Will we see him on the short week? Does Tua get back into the lineup? Try to answer some of those questions. I mean, Jalen Waddle's a guy that just for opportunity's sake, he and Gesicki mm-hmm. probably make your lineup, right, as a third wide receiver and, and Gesicki enough opportunity to be, you know, in your lineup because the tight end position being the mess that it is. Uh, Gaskin is a tall order. Uh, against Baltimore. Uh, he's catching the ball out of the backfield more, so perhaps an opportunity because we know the back seven uh, tackling not always so sure-handed there. Uh, for the Ravens, give me Hollywood Brown, light him up. Rashad Bateman, if you're in a deeper league or you're looking for some value in a daily league, we can certainly go that route. Andrews will be in your lineup. But that running back situation for Baltimore, yeah, that becomes a do I not have someone who's guar- I'm guaranteed to get a double-digit touch count out of 
If not, then yeah, I, I, I guess you, or again, if you're in an injury situation like I've been all year and trying to find the hot hand and ride the lightning, as it were, sometimes for good, sometimes to some really dismally low scoring totals that make me want to throw my computer out a window, Dan. <laughs> well, you know, the one good thing with uh, the game on Thursday night, if you are a Ravens guy, is, I mean, they held the ball for 46 minutes against Minnesota. I don't think they have to worry as much about the Miami offense as they do with the Vikings offense. But still, it could be limited opportunities for some of those Dolphins players and maybe, yeah, maybe Freeman or Bell. And, and you're talking to a guy who did have to play Adrian Peterson in a league. Ooh, so maybe I should. At least got up. the touchdown. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Too bad. It, I, I needed about three touchdowns from uh, Adrian Peterson. It did not happen. So maybe I need to ease up my uh, my stance on Freeman and Bell. If it's there, if it's there. Uh, if it's there, it's there. That's That should be the, uh, the saying. All right. So Dolphins. Ravens from South Florida on Thursday night gets your week 10 going. Mike and I will be back with a brand new episode Friday morning getting you set for week 10. Starting to hit the stretch run as it comes down to fantasy seasons. Also give you tips on daily fantasy and maybe even some guillotine talk and maybe just maybe a heads up from Ryan Bershinger on what defenses to not stream in week 10. All right, Mike, we'll do it again, and uh, we'll talk to everyone Friday morning. How about that? Good luck on the wire, everybody. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Best of luck with the pickups, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.